discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you sure? Today we are doing question and answers. Hallelujah. Great. So ask the author. It's time to ask any question on your heart. Hallelujah. Bishop Doug was preaching one day and said how will you feel if God tells you to wear leathers of water? Come come Let that supporter come and come and preach. That was how John the Baptist was preaching. Let that supporter. Hey. It's amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, so if you have any question, you have liberty to ask and let's be happy. If there's a question on your heart, just lift up your hand. Okay, our brother, our brother Raymond's hand is up. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. I wanted to um, I wanted to know more about um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How you know um, how to pray in them. And um, exactly how are you able to know that you have this gift and how to develop or even get them? Okay, so in First Corinthians chapter 12, if you read from verse, verse 1, the Bible talks about how that no one who, uh, if, the, if someone does not have the Holy Spirit, he cannot say that Jesus is Lord, isn't it? Yeah, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away into, unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is, is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's powerful. There's now, there, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same what? Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, by, but the same Spirit. Continue. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all and in all. So there are gifts, the administrations, and then there are operations. They are all different. Okay? Gift. So in this particular portion of the Bible, he talks about the gifts. Hallelujah. And there are diverse. So go, go on. Go to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all now. He says the manifestation of the Spirit. Say manifestation. manifestation. Of the Spirit. Of the Spirit. Don't be the kind of person who is involved in chasing a particular set of gifts. Okay? Be a person, be a Christian who is interested in relating to the Holy Spirit. Because the gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he manifests them as he wills. Okay? Through you at whichever time and at whatever time the need arises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. By the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. 
Okay, go to the next verse. It's very interesting. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now, even even this portion of the Bible, you see that they've always been told that we have three sets of gifts, isn't it? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and what? And the three that goes together. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and what? The gift of prophecy go together. Isn't it? Then we talk about the power gifts. Um, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, and gifts of what? Descendment of spirits as the power. Okay, you let's go on. I'm sure we'll For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, descending of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these, you see, this is the most important, but all these work at that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Hallelujah. Dividing to every man severally as he wills. Now, I want us to just study the another. Look at the, look at the word another and you see the actual separation of the gifts. Okay, or the, how the how do you operate? How the sets operate? So check your Bible. I want you to look at the word another. The first another is what? Go up, go up to the first set. It says, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Then to another, the word another is what? Alos. What does alos mean? Another word. The same kind. So he's saying that to that person who has the Spirit of wisdom, eh? To him is given the word. Of knowledge because it goes together. Do you understand? Okay. Uh-huh. And then the next another is what? Heteros. That is which which another is that? To another faith from verse nine. We start reading from verse from verse eight, isn't it? For to one, go back. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, that's another there is alos, isn't it? Okay. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Then it says to another, and this another is what? Heteros. So the first set, so word of wisdom and word of knowledge go together. You remember he used heteros, he used alus. But when it comes to, to another, faith by the same spirit, to another, that word another is what? Alus, isn't it? So he's saying another set. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, alus, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, that word another is also what? Alus, isn't it? Uh, the working of miracles. To another, that one is alus, prophecy. To another, that's also alus, descending of spirits. To another, so the other another is heteros. So it's actually two, five, two. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge work together. Word of, uh, sorry, the gifts of faith. What is it? The gift of faith, the gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, and discernment of spirits work together. Okay? Then the other heteros is the last two. That is the diverse kinds of tongues and then interpretation of tongues. So those two also. So it's two, five, two. Not three, three, three. It's two, five, two. Are you surprised? If you never read your Bible well, <laughs> two is two, five, two. Hallelujah. And because of the, the, what the Holy Spirit aims to achieve when he's, he's, uh, he's, he's doing what he wants to do. 
Okay, so word of wisdom and word of knowledge go together. It's actually not even part of the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is a power gift. The gift of prophecy, word of uh, faith, uh, faith, gift of faith, healing, discernment of spirits, and working of miracles are in the power gifts. And then the, the last two, interpretation of tongues and uh, diverse kinds of tongues are in the utterance gifts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the key thing that you also have to realize is the fact that these are not things that you make happen. Okay? So let's, let's go on to another wake up. Go to the next verse, verse 11. But all these worketh that one and a self same spirit, dividing to every man as he wills. Go to the next verse. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Then he talks about the various parts in the body of Christ and how each part has a particular set of functions that is required for the body to function. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to the last but one verse. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So verse 31, it says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. It says, But covet what? Earnestly the best gifts. Let's read the Amplified. But earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and best gifts and graces, the higher gifts and the choicest graces, and yet I sh- Yet, I, I will show you a more, a still, blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. But the word best there, the word best, okay, is not the same as the word best in any other place in the New Testament. What does it mean? Creton. Okay. More what? More what? More useful, more serviceable, more advantageous, more excellent. So which of them is more useful at the time when it is required to be useful? You understand what I'm saying? Check any other place where the word best is. Go to any other. You can type best uh, in any other place and check the meaning of that best. It's not the same as this particular word. Have you found any place in the Bible? Best. Hallelujah. You found a place. Where? Luke 15, 22. What does it say? The father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. Okay, so what is the word best there? Plutus. Plutus. You see, it's not the same as Creton. Are you seeing it? So that particular word best in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, is specifically used for that particular portion of the Bible. Okay, which means the most serviceable and the most useful. So if I'm a, I'm a child of God, and I found myself in the midst of lepers. Okay? I'm going to preach. When I went to preach, I met lepers. If you met lepers, what will your gift of prophecy do for them? And what will your gift of the gift of word of wisdom and word of knowledge do for them? It won't do much for them. What is the most useful one at that particular point? Which one? Working of miracles, healings, gift of faith. Something must happen for them to be healed. And for them to be fine. The same Holy Spirit is inside you. The same Holy Spirit in you is the same Holy Spirit that is in me. Isn't it? The same Holy Spirit in Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that was in Paul. Same Holy Spirit. It's not changed. So once Holy Spirit who manifests, it's called the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It's not the manifestation of your human spirit. Your hum- the human spirit bears fruits, which are also nine. Fruits of kindness, gentleness, patience, love, joy, all temperance, all those things in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. 
Okay? They are there. But this one is talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he comes into you with. He comes with, all, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the nine gifts inside. You have all the nine gifts inside. Everything's inside because the Holy Spirit, who is actually the, the gift, the real gift, the Holy Spirit is a gift, isn't it? He, that gift, comes with the nine gifts that he's coming with. And the nine graces that he's coming with. Hallelujah. And it is, he manifests those things depending on what is needed and what is required. That is why you may not have some of these things showing up in a church. Unless you go out on the field. I've been, I never knew I had, I could prophesy to people and be on point. I never knew until I started doing the work of the ministry actively and going out. You should see me prophesying. Because that's what is required. I don't even pray for it. But as soon as I get there and I'm talking to the person, that's what God will tell me. Talk to her about her mother. Very hardcore people. I'll just talk, start talking about their mother. Your mother is this, is that, is that, is that. You see that she starts crying. And she gives her life to Christ. Shop. Hallelujah. I've gone to places where someone was critically ill. And so God led me. Lay hands on the person and pray for the person. Within seconds, the person was healed fully. So which one do you think is working in me? Which other gifts do you think I have? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All of them are inside. Okay? All of them are inside. The closer you get with the Holy Spirit, the easier it is for Him to manifest those things through you. So the most important thing in cultivating the, the best gifts, the most usable or serviceable gifts, is by getting close to the Holy Spirit, de- de- developing your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you develop your fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more He uses you to do what He wants done at every point in time when it is required. Not when you desire. It's not operated according to our will. You don't turn the gift on and turn it off. Is that what the Bible said? We've been reading it. He says that he divides severally as he wills. Isn't it? Hallelujah. Now, if you've read your Bible carefully, after talking about um, the nine gifts, he starts talking about the administrations and the operations. Okay? He talks about the fact that the, the nose... Is, use, is useful, the eye is useful. How can the nose say that is the only person who is required? How can the eye say that is the only person who is required? You can't say that. He's, so he's talking about the fact that the nose naturally is submitted to the eye, and all those. He talks about all those things, and then gets into the operations. He talks about apostle, which is they are first of all apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly uh, teachers, then gifts of healings, and all those things. Hallelujah. Workers of miracles and all that. He's talking about the operations, the things that the Spirit of God does through different groups or different people. Do you see? Then he talks about are all apostles, of course, all are not apostles, are all workers of miracles. He's not talking about the gift of working of miracles, he's talking about the operation of the office of working of there's an office, a special office. You have to differentiate between all the things that the scriptures talk about. They are there are callings, they are offices, they are ministries. These are not the same. They are different. They are gifts. They are graces. And then they are... What have I missed? What? Hallelujah. All of us are called. You know all of us are called? Yeah. Every child of God is called. But after your calling, the general calling, all of us are called 
to service the world. We have a ministry towards the world. We have a calling towards the world. As soon as you come in, God gives you a ministry of reconciliation and gives you the word of reconciliation. It's for every child of God. That's not for just anybody. The fivefold gifts are for the church people. It's not for outsiders. Evangelists are not for outsiders. Check your Bible. Who are the first group of people who started preaching all around the world? They were not evangelists. They were Christians. Acts chapter 9. Eh? The Bible says that Paul was causing havoc to the church. So everybody fled. And when everybody fled and ran away, some of them, were, as they were going, they were preaching to the Jews that they could find on their way as they, as they were going. And Philip, who was not an evangelist, when Philip preached at Samaria, he was not an evangelist. He was a normal guy, a deacon in the church. Philip is the only person in the Bible who is mentioned as an evangelist. No, nobody else. Only Philip. Check your Bible. Nobody else is mentioned as an evangelist. Philip is the only one who is mentioned as, as an evangelist. And he didn't start by being an evangelist. He started by being a deacon. A normal guy in the church who was called. And as the persecution broke out, he went out and was preaching like every other person. Do you understand? So what I'm trying to say is that that fivefold gifts, if you read in Ephesians 4 verse 11, it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For what? They are there for the perfecting of the saints, not for those who are outside. For the perfection of the saints. So these people are for the saints. Pastors, teachers, apostles, and all those are for the saints. They are anointed by God. Anointing, anointed, uh, the anointing or the anointed is an appointment. You are appointed to serve a particular purpose. You are appointed to serve the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the saints are supposed to do the worldwide ministry. If we did, that is why we are having trouble because all of us are depending on the evangelists to go. Yeah. It will be a problem. We will never be able to do what we are supposed to do. Because if you read the scriptures very carefully, that's not what it says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you clear on that? So, hmm, the ninefold gifts are manifestations for both the house of God and also for the outside of the house of God. Believers are called into three types of ministry. The first one is ministry to God. The second one is ministry to the church. And the third one is ministry to the world. Do you see? So, if I've met, I met somebody, the person has a hip problem and cannot walk, and I'm going to preach the gospel to this person, how am I going to be able to demonstrate the fact that Jesus is alive? Because in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says that, you shall, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, isn't it? Is it true? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. The word witness means to be a proof producer. Do you understand? A proof producer. He says you shall receive power. The word power is uh, dynamis. Dynamic ability to cause changes. What kind of changes are you talking about? Changes related to the ministry. Changes related to people's lives. Changes related to changing people's life. You understand? I met this guy with a hip problem. You must know that you are anointed by God. The Holy Spirit is inside you to cause that particular change because he will manifest himself through you. He will help you produce the witness of the fact that Jesus is alive. Because that's what you're coming to say. You're coming to tell me that Jesus is alive. Now what shows that Jesus is alive? Okay, your hip is going to be healed. How is, your, how is my hip going to be healed? He says, touch the hip and pray over it. As to whether the gift of healing, working of miracles of faith is working, makes no difference. Just touch the person and pray for the person. If you get into, I'm not really into the gift of miracles, working of miracles. I'm not really into the gift of healing. I'm into gift of prophecy. My man, Let me share you. 
Hallelujah. So that is for everybody. However, when it comes to the offices, every office has its set of gifts that it goes with because it is an office. Do you understand? So when it comes to the office of the prophet, there is a set of gifts that goes with the office of the prophet. Diverse of tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom is there. And prophets is not the same. If the gift is showing up in the person, it doesn't mean that the person is yet is a prophet as yet. <laughs> the, the pro- prophetic is training all. Hmm? You have to be trained in the stages. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How can you train a prophet? What is the standard for training a prophet? Have you ever asked yourself that question? How can you train a How can you make somebody see? Have you tried it? How can you make somebody see color of boxes, color of phone numbers? How can you train somebody to see phone numbers? Can you do that? You can't do that. Not at all. You can't do that. There's only one way of training people. It's called the office of a bishop. The office of an, of an overseer. First Timothy talks about if any man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. Go to that place. First Timothy 31. This is interesting. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. The only person you can train is a bishop, an overseer. We can raise you to become an overseer. But the anointing or the manifestation of the spirit along that line of a pastor, along the line of a prophet, along the line of, of a teacher, along the line of whatever, is you, you grow into it. It's gradual, you grow into it. You see, so he's a pastor, isn't it? Son up. He's a pastor. How did I make him a pastor? I made him a pastor, isn't it? I made him a pastor. The pastor is in this class, the office of a bishop. It's an office. The word bishop means an overseer. Do you see? So, I've made him an overseer. Don't you have people under you? I've made him an overseer in the house of God. But there's an anointing to teach. There's, a, there's, the man, there's an office of a teacher. Someone like Reverend George occupies the office of a teacher. He is obvious. What he can see in the word of God, you can see it. Is it true? And he doesn't even consider, we call him apostle, but he doesn't consider himself an apostle. He knows what he has and he knows what he doesn't have. He says that this calling as an apostle will start in some years' time. Yeah. If you see, that's what he will tell you. Hallelujah. So, he's appointed as a bishop. As an overseer, but he must develop and grow to occupy the office of a pastor. You understand? Catch the anointing of a pastor and flow in that place as a pastor. Be able to shepherd God's flock with a certain kind of heart. Pastors have a big heart, they would want to stay. Teachers don't have that kind of heart. Professors have that kind of heart to stay with the sheep. They don't have that at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, and, and that particular office of a bishop is what you can train somebody for. That's what you can train somebody. You can't train someone to, someone to be a pastor. You can't, you can't train someone to be a prophet or an apostle or a teacher. You can't. But what you can do is to train somebody as an overseer. So he shows you what to train the person with. If he's a husband of one wife and all that. He talks about all those in the requirements and all that. Now, as he's doing the work of an overseer, the Spirit of God will develop him along a certain line. It's the Holy Spirit who does the training. He'll develop you and show you where he'd want to, which office he'd want you to. He will call you into it. You would know. 
you will know that this is what I'm being called to do. The manifestation will start showing around you. Nobody would have to tell you that you are a teacher. Nobody, you, you, you just know that you are a teacher. And as you go on, you realize that it is showing around. The brethren will start calling you a teacher. Because you can really expound the word of God and explain the word of God in ways and means that nobody has realized and nobody has seen. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then if you are called into the prophetic office, you start as an overseer. But as you go on, you realize that the Spirit of God is opening, giving you visions, is opening your eyes. You can be sitting in the service and you start seeing angels. A pastor may never see an angel in his life. Never. <laughs> but the prophet will have his eyes being opened. Not because he's praying for it. It's a natural thing that develops with time. As he also dives into the death of the Holy Spirit. Just like every other person is supposed to. Do you understand? So I'm saying all these things to let you know that don't get yourself into this is my, my gifts. These are my gifts. These are my gifts. They are actually not yours. They are for the Holy Spirit. And he manifests them as he wills and as the need. So desire the most useful. That's what the Bible says, isn't it? Desire the what? The most useful gifts. And it, it shows when you go out. It doesn't show in the church. It's not for the church. It's for, those, it's for outside. When you go out, then it starts happening live, physically around you. When there's a need, because most of the time the church does not have a certain kind of need. How many of you are sick? By let's let's let sick people come in. You will see what will happen. You will see the manifestation of the spirit along that line. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now he shows us two things. He says, desire the best gifts, and he shows us the more excellent way to achieving those, the expression or the manifestation of the Spirit. How do you get the Holy Spirit to manifest? You can get the Holy Spirit to have those things show up in you. You understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so he says, but covet energy the best gifts. Then he says, and yet show I unto you a more what? Excellent way. Then he goes to chapter 13 and discusses love. So the more excellent way to achieving or to having the Holy Spirit show forth in you in various forms, in various ways. If you go to Yongicho's church, Yongicho is a pastor. But they are, they were, they were, there's a need for healing. There's a video we were watching some time ago. He, was just, he, just, he had just finished preaching. He was going out of the church. And he saw a lady who was crippled sitting in front, who is a church member. He just touched her like that and then left. The lady started walking. <laughs> This is what Pastor Chris also believes that depending on the manifest, what is required, what is needed. Do you see? So for that that particular side of working on miracles, gifts of healing to be there effectively and uh, uh, always there in his life, he started something called the, the School of Healing. Is it healing school? Healing school. Healing school. He started the healing school. So when he enters the healing school, the manifestation of the spirit along that line starts showing. Do you understand? You just touch somebody, the person will be healed. What, whatever disease you bring, it will be healed. There was a meeting I, I, I saw with about 1,500 sick people. Everybody got healed. Different kinds of disease. Everybody, not even a single person, was not. Everybody got healed. What is showing forth? Is the gifts of healing, gifts of faith, gifts of uh, what? Miracle, working of miracles showing forth in the person's life. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the more excellent way is a way of love. So don't make it, don't make the gifts 
your focus, your attention. Make love your attention. What is love? Love is caring for your neighbor. You see? Do you know that there are some people who are being sold into slavery right now in Libya? Do you know? What did you do when you heard of it? Did you go on your knees to pray? Love is not working in your heart. That is why you never pray. Because you don't consider your neighbor. Your neighbor is not part of your thoughts. You think about yourself. The moment you change your focus to thinking about others, the moment you do that, the gifts of the Spirit start operating in your life automatically. Because you start caring about others. What do you do when you see someone who's crippled on the streets? And begging. I can tell you what comes to you. The first that comes to you is that these people, they are not serious. They always come and come and stand by the road and they beg. But immediately you start focusing on love and start caring about others. You'll be surprised that the gifts of the work, the workings of the Holy Spirit begins to happen in you and around you. It's, a, it's compassion that fuels these things. The Bible says that and the Holy Spirit moved in Jesus and he started praying for the people. The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. When, the, when compassion came, healing started happening around him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, I sh- I'm showing you the more excellent way. I wanted to talk about this on Sunday. Sometimes you, 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 you never understand why the Holy Spirit is talking to you about some things. The Holy Spirit started sharing, concerning, sharing to me concerning who is your neighbor. If you check my phone right now, I was listening to a message called, Who is your neighbor? Who is my neighbor? It's talking about compassion, the Samaritan. You remember the, the Samaritan? Where is it found? Luke chapter 15, right? A man was going on, on his way to Samaria. He was going to Jerusalem, I believe. And as he was going, the Bible says that he fell amongst thieves. It wasn't his doing. It wasn't his choice. He fell among thieves. And the beating took his, his, his goods from him and let him half dead on the streets. Was it his fault that he got beaten? It wasn't his fault. First thing about your neighbor. Whatever your neighbor is experiencing is not his fault. If your heart is not filled with love, these people who are in, in, being sold in Libya, the first thing that will come into your mind is, who sent them to go there? Who asked them to go there? What's the first thing that will come into your heart, isn't it? But that is not how it's supposed to be. It is not their fault. If you trace it down, you should, you should see how God thinks. Have you seen this movie, The Shark? So the, if you've seen that movie, the man, the, guy, the boy's father, the man's father was beating him when he was a small boy. Not because he wanted to, but that was how he was raised. They did that to him. The boy hated his father and poisoned his father to die. But God was seeing things differently. You get it? God was seeing things. So when he spoke to God in, in his bitterness, my, my daughter has been killed, God showed him the whole thing. When he showed him the whole thing, he understood why his father was doing that to him. It's actually nobody's fault. It's not his fault that he was born blind. It's not his fault that he's, he's in prison. They are not in prison because they wanted to be in prison. Nobody is naturally born to be a wicked person. Have you seen a child who, as soon as he gave birth to the child, as soon as he came out of the mother's, when the doctor held the hand, then he bites the, the doctor's hand and then kicks the, doc, the doctor. That is an evil child, isn't it? That is Kiriku evil. Evil Kiriku. Hallelujah. Nobody is born bad. Nobody comes with the intention, Hitler did not come with the intention of being wicked. It is because of the circumstances that surrounded him that made him like that. And that's what God looks at. 
So the guy who fell among thieves did not become like that because he wanted to be like that. He became like that because of the circumstances that were surrounding him. And the bishop came by and saw him lying down and passed on the other side. Bible says that a Jew also came by, saw him and passed on the other side. Different, different groups came. Big, big people. Go to that place. Let's read it. Luke 10, rather, from verse 33. Luke 10, from verse 30. Let's read it. You like my message? I'm showing you the more excellent way. It's called love. When you care, when you start caring about people. Robert tells of his very first experience with miracles. He said he was, um, he had gone into a certain shop, okay, of a mechanic. And the mechanic was working on his car. And he was working with a certain machine. After some few minutes of his stay there, the machine just dropped from where it was and chopped off all of his toes. Chopped it off like this, off his body. He says, as he stood there and saw what had happened, he was moved with compassion. He wanted the man, he just, everything about the man's life flashed in his, in his mind. He, he started thinking about how the man is going to keep his family. How is he going to, how is, what is he going to do to help his family? How, he's going to be an, uh, whatever, indisposed and can't do anything. But he just started thinking about the man. So much compassion flew in his heart. And he took the legs and put it back and it stuck. It got stuck. The blood stopped flowing. And the man was fine as though nothing had happened. It took blood. It took the blood around for people to believe that something like that happened. They wouldn't have believed. Hallelujah. Compassion. He says, I show you the more excellent way. He spoke about love. He says, and Jesus answered said, okay, go up. Because, you know, in this place, Jesus was talking about what the, the law. He said, love your neighbor. Ask your, he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind. Is it true? Then he said, and love thy neighbor as what? Thyself. He says, these two are the greatest commandments. Then someone asked, who is my neighbor? Go up. Uh, okay. And he answered, he answered and said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind. And thy neighbor as thyself. Go to the next verse 28. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Verse 29. But he, he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? So Jesus started talking about who your neighbor is. And talk, spoke about the, the story of the Samaritan. Hmm? Continue. And Jesus answered said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. It wasn't his fault. He fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Verse 31. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. What would you imagine a priest to do? There's a priest. What is he supposed to do? Pray for him. Supposed to pray for him, get close to him and help him, isn't it? But priests are not like that. Jesus is trying to let you know that your position does not mean anything. You can have the position and not do what God wants you to do. How many of us think about people in the prisons? We don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> is it true? You see them as bad people. You are even afraid of them. These are people who can wound me. They can kill me. Isn't it? They don't want to get close to them. But they are all there for us to feed and help and pray for and win to, to, to Christ. And by chance they came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. When he 
passed by on the other side. Priests. And likewise, a Levite. Who is a Levite? A Levite is under a priest. He's also in the priestly service. When he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side as well. Continue. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. The Samaritans and the Jews don't talk. A Samaritan is half Jew, half Gentile. But they are told they are ostracized. God says they should be separated. So they are not part of Israel. They are cast. <laughs> they have to be separated. And they don't have any dealings with the Jews. When a Samaritan woman met Jesus, he said to Jesus, we don't have any dealings with the Jews. Why do you ask me of water? The, the thing was so bad that even water, you can't ask a Samaritan for water. But when the Samaritan saw this Jew, the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. Look at the next verse. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. He took care of him. Compassion will make you manifest the highest kind of love. The highest kind of kindness. So don't think that the manifestation of the Spirit is for you to be glorified, and for you to have power, and for you to demonstrate how powerful you are. All those who are like that are manifesting another kind of Spirit, not the Holy Spirit. They are using, they are working with familiar spirits and other things. Whenever you, you whenever it's for your use and for your, your glorification and for your something, you are know that you are not working with the Holy Spirit. Know that you are working with the familiar spirit. And familiar spirits are very powerful. They can speak the truth, but they are not from God. Have you, read, have you ever read Acts chapter 16? Hmm? Paul went to a place called Lystra. When he got to Lystra, he met Timothy, then he moved on. Then he went to another place. They met a woman called Lydia. Lydia accepted them. They were staying with Lydia. Now, as they were going to the temple, to this place of worship, the Bible says that a lady who had a familiar spirit followed them. She had a spirit of divination. Acts chapter 16 is in verse, go to verse 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of what? Divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. They had the spirit of what? Do you understand that? Do you understand divination? They can make contact with the divine. Spirit of divination. Go, go, to, go back and let's read the ampli- go to her, Amplified. And as we were on our way to the place, we were met by a slave girl who, possessed, who was possessed by a spirit of divination, claiming to foretell future events and to discover hidden knowledge. Have you seen it? Is this not what our brethren also tell us? Hidden knowledge, things that are uncovered, are these things that are, what are covered, isn't it? Yeah, but some of them are using spirit of divination. If you, if you don't know the Holy Spirit well, you will not be able to tell what the person is using. If you know the Holy Spirit well, and you've read the Bible very well, you know the scriptures very well, you would know. Kenneth Hagin went for a meeting. The first day the prophet ministered with the Holy Spirit. The second day he ministered with the familiar spirit. The third day he ministered with the Holy Spirit. The fourth day he ministered with the familiar spirit. The fifth day he ministered with the familiar spirit. Three days with familiar spirit. Two days with the Holy Spirit. Everything was perfect. You will not know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. 
The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Was she telling lies? No. Was she telling lies? No. Was she telling the truth? Yes. Hmm. It was so serious that Paul could not even tell what was going on. It was so serious. It took him days to descend. To descend. Look at the next verse. And this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And, and he came out the same hour. It was an evil spirit that was working all the while. Many days he was following Paul. So the key to detecting whether what the person is doing is from the Holy Spirit is something called love. Do you think it's the only the, the listen? The realm of the spirit and the realm of the the, the realm of the when we say the no, when we say the, the realm of the spirit, okay? When we say the realm of the spirit in church, we are talking about the realm of the Holy Spirit. But there's the realm of the spiritual. There's a spiritual realm. Have you seen Buddhists cutting themselves and levitating? They can meditate and they'll be levitating in the sky. They can trans, they can teleport. They can disappear. They can they make contact with spirits. Have you gone to the voter region before and seen the, they dancing and jumping around? They can cut themselves with matches, butcher themselves with matches, and no blood will flow. Nothing will happen. Someone is able to remove her intestines, the intestines, and dry them outside. Have you seen some before? What have you seen? You are from the voter region. What have you seen? Tell us some of the things you've seen in your life. What, what have you seen? Okay, I've seen someone suspending a knife. Suspending a knife? Yeah. Just hanging it. Hanging it up, a knife suspending it. Have you done? Have your, has your father done something? <laughs> I mean, these are wild people. Do you think he's using the Holy Spirit? Is, do you think he's using the Holy Spirit? He's not using the Holy Spirit. And some of them have been deceived to think that they are good spirits. If you go to those places, they don't think that they are bad spirits that they are working with. Though. They think they are working with good spirits. And they would want to protect you. A friend of mine who is from, from Voter Region was going to marry a fetish priest's daughter from the Voter Region as well. And the fetish priest called him and said that, brother, you, there's a problem, there's a danger around you. The, the guy, my friend's father had died. He said, there's a danger. The people who killed your father want to kill you. Come and let me protect you. He was reluctant initially, but he decided to go. When he went, the man sat in his hut with him. And there was another person there speaking to him. Not the man. The man was not, not, not the one talking to him. Meanwhile, there were, were, were only two people sitting in the room. And another voice was speaking. And my friend was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so he got out of the tent and walked around thinking that someone was standing outside the tent. He walked around the tent over and over. Nobody was sitting around. The spirit said, I'm not, I'm, in the, I'm inside the tent. Come. Come back into the tent. <laughs> Power. It, it, it's, it's there. If you, it's only a child who says that there are no gods and there are no lords. It's in the Bible. It says that there are gods many and there are lords many. Hallelujah. And when he went back into the heart, the spirits gave him all the things that he's supposed to do to miss what they are coming to do to him. And he did it. Can you imagine at his father's funeral? He was going to go and take something from his father's house. As he was on his way, the heavens became dark on top of the house only. And thunder came out of the, the sky straight into the house. And as it was coming, something else held the thunder and turned it into the father's brother's house. <laughs> Power. <laughs> Power. Life's like a movie. <laughs> hey. 
You see, so the, what the other spirit did was good, isn't it? For the guy. But what he's doing is to win him to him. You get it? Yeah. So I'm protecting you. And you think everything is fine. As they progress, they start making demands. We want your first son. We want this. We want that. For more protection. It's not a small thing. So, the key, I'm trying, the key to knowing that this is the Holy Spirit, this is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, is love, compassion, not power. <laughs> Sometimes we pray, some, some pastors pray, God, show your power. Show your power. Why do you think God will show his power by this particular miracle that he's, you want him to do? Why? God doesn't work like that. God works differently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's his manifestation. It's for his glory. It's for what he, will, he, he wants done. He has a big plan that he's doing and he knows what you have to do here for people to be one. <laughs> you understand? Bishop Doug went to preach somewhere. The first night, as he was preaching, finished preaching, he started praying for the sick. A woman was there with a the dead child. The dead baby came back to life. Just like that. She came to give a testimony. Bishop Dad couldn't believe it. Are you sure that you have been healed? He said even, he even had a, a, he was having nose, whatever, flu. So his nose was, you know, just flowing like that. It was, are you sure that your child is healed? Hey, the following day, news had gone throughout the, the country. The whole place, they came with dead bodies the following day. <laughs> Dead bodies, plenty dead bodies, ambulances sitting in different places of the crusade. The crusade was packed because of that first miracle. Wow, they had never seen a baby coming back to life. Never seen some before. The doctors came to confirm and everything. But the following day, none of the people who came into the by the ambulance got, got nobody, nobody came back to life. They all died then they had they, they died again and went back. <laughs> But the thing, what happened was that the second day, more souls were won. So God did that for more souls to be won. For instance, Jesus goes to the place of the rendezvous of sick and broken lives. The pool of, the pool of what? Bethesda. He gets there. There are plenty of sickle, but he walks to the guy who has been there for 36 years and asks him, do you want to be healed? The guy said, Charlie, he got, the guy didn't demonstrate even a quarter of faith. He was, he was talking doubt throughout. Jesus told him, take up your bed and walk. The man stood up, took up his bed and walked. The whole place, hey, Jesus didn't touch anybody. The Bible says that he sneaked. He sneaked out. Why didn't Jesus sit down and say, okay, okay, this is how we are going to do the healing service. This group stand here, this group also stand here, this group stand here. If you know that your legs are not working, stand here. If you know that your eyes are not working, this side, this one, this side. He didn't do that. He sneaked and left. Hallelujah. Because there is a work in a certain way. There's a way God would want things to work. Do you see? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the manifestation of the gifts is by the Holy Spirit, who is in you, as it wills. Your job is to desire the best gifts, the most useful one at the point that you need. For instance, I want to. I, that's what God is telling me some things. I've been telling my wife that do this. So I'm going to start desiring those things along that line properly. It's in my life, but I want it to be more wilder. So it's becoming a need now. So I'll start flowing along that line. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. 
So don't, don't be a, a believer. The first century believers were not like that. They were not into, oh, me, I'm prophetically inclined. Me, I'm into uh, divers of tongues. That's what I'm into. No. Just flow. The Holy Spirit will show you what to do. And there are offices that matches with the various whatever. Okay? Hmm. Hallelujah. Yes, though, some of these people who are doing some of the wild things you see on TV are actually called by God. They are called of God and they are doing what God says they should should do. There are people like that who are really called by God and are doing, they may not be educated, so you may not like how they do it. The Bible says there are diverse kinds of operations. They are not operating the way you are used to. Doesn't mean that they are not from God. The The people they are sent to are like that. Okay? So don't be mentioning names. For you can't determine who is from God and who is not from God. If your heart is not going towards him, just change the channel. Watch Animal TV. Animal channel. Discovery. Just watch Discovery. Watch Teletubbies. And be happy because you can't criticize the Teletubbies, isn't it? Even if you criticize them, nothing will happen to you. But when you criticize the man of God, something can happen to you. Hallelujah. Yeah, so just shift the channel. Don't get into David said I will not speak of matters that are high for me. You know, I will not let my eye go beyond my eyelids. Hmm? There are different kinds of operations, eh? and there are diversities of operations. Operations, the way they do it, the operation and the administration is different. It doesn't have to be the same. There's one Israel, isn't it? One Israel, isn't it? But there are twelve tribes in Israel. And each tribe is called to do a specific thing. Judah was called to raise what? Kings. Is it true? Is it true? The tribe of Levi was called to raise priests. How about the tribe of Benjamin? What were they supposed to do? They were supposed to raise warriors who are good with the sling. Saul was a Benjamite, but he wasn't using the sling. Hallelujah. Is I missing his call from that place? <laughs> hmm? Different tribes. Read your Bible, you see it. Different tribes. Dan, everybody. Different things that they are supposed to do. So same Israel, but different tribes. Same church, but different streams. They are different operations. Different lines. This one operates this way. Different parts of the body. This part operates differently. This part operates differently. Don't say that, ah, this is what they are not doing the way we know it. Leave them. That is why I'm not learning anything new. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm missing the move of God. If they weren't of God, things should have been destroyed by now. But they are going to, they are going on. Hallelujah. Yeah, so don't criticize. Okay? If you don't like it, just change the channel. Hallelujah. Watch something else. Watch the administration or the operation that you are used to. Watch some, somebody else and be happy. In Jesus' name. That was just one question. Have I answered you? I've more than answered you. Have you learned anything while I was talking? All right. So, any other question? Feel free. Any other question? Yes. So, what will you do? What, what did I tell you to do? You want to see it happening in your life, isn't it? That's the reason why you asked, isn't it? I remember in your question, you asked me, uh, you see people speaking in tongues in the church, but you don't see the manifestation of the Spirit like that. Hallelujah. Because there's no that, that the need that you are looking for is not here. If someone has a certain need, you'd be surprised. It happens, maybe he didn't see it. It's happened so many times. 
through different people. God uses him a lot along a certain line. God uses him a lot. Oh, everybody, you'll be surprised. Hallelujah. Yeah. Every now and then, God opens my eyes small, just small like that, and I see some one or two things. Is it because I pastor you? When I'm prophesying to you, you don't believe my prophecy. Because you think that, like, I know everything about you. So it's so difficult because your faith will not go along there. So God will not even use me to do that. But if I go somewhere else, you see me somewhere in another church. Hey! I'm like some magician or something. But when I come to my church, it's like, oh, it's not. It doesn't really work much. I have to try before someone will believe what I'm saying. Hey! It's serious. Jesus is Lord. I know you believe. Say we believe. Yeah. Very soon we start having services and we ask you to bring sick people. If you bring sick people, you'll be surprised that they will not go up, they will not go away sick. We've had meetings like that. People came, they went back well, fine, everything was okay. Healed, strange diseases. There was a lady who was supposed to cut her breasts. The breast the, whatever in the breast just vanished just like that in the meeting. There was a lady. So many testimonies. There was a lady who had some problem with her genitals. Very wild problem. We were supposed to do something wild to her, like Hey. <laughs> the way that she was describing it, I was moved. It's like, oh, how can a young lady be going through this problem? And I just prayed for her. Two days, she was healed totally. Can you imagine? When she was saying it, I, I was like, Are you really sure of what you are? Are you? I said, Pastors, you'll be, you be surprised. It's gone. Hey. So there are. You may not have seen it, but there are. Okay? And let's go out more. Go out, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked when you go out there and you are preaching to somebody. Aye. You would think you're a magician. Yes, my God. Thank you. Um, please, I was reading John 15 um, from verse 1 to 2. Okay. Um, it says that I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Then the verse 2 says, Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring more, it may bring forth more fruit. fruit yeah. Please, my question is, um, if Jesus is the vine, is he talking about believers here that we are in him and that those who are not bearing fruit in him will be taken away? Is that what he's talking about? Or is okay, so let's examine the Greek. The word taken away here means to take out of the sand and shake for it to grow. That's what it means. You'll be shocked. Check your Bible. <laughs> what does it mean? To what? Raise up from the ground. Raise up from the ground. So take it away does not mean that he will take you out. He says he will raise him from the The reason why he's not bearing fruit is because, you see, when a branch has gone into the earth, okay, a mango tree that is supposed to be, the branches are supposed to be growing up. If the branch starts growing into the sand, you think it will bear fruit? What would the, what would the farmer do if he comes to meet the branch down in the soil? He will take it, he will raise it up and shake the dust off it so that it can grow and bear fruit. That's what he says. He says, every branch in me that bear not fruit, he taketh away. And the word taketh away means to raise up. It's not the same as every other taketh away in the Bible. It's different. Am I the one saying those in the Bible? <laughs> it's not in the Bible. To, 
to raise up, elevate, lift up, to raise from the ground, take up stones. To raise from the ground. Why is he raising from the ground? Because the ground represents the world. You see, the guy is not producing results because he has been, he's now stuck into the world. That's why he's not bearing fruit. So what he needs to do is to take him out of the world. Do you understand? Raise him up from the ground so that he can bear fruit. That's what he's saying. So he's not saying he's going to take him out. Like if you're a Christian, you are in him, you're not producing results, your end is there. Is hell. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth fruit. More fruit. Go to verse 3. Now you are clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. There's a place where he talks about casting some into the fire. That is different from the first group. He says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in me in the vine. No more can he except he abide in me. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. Now this is different. Okay, from the first one that we read. He says, the one who does not bear fruit, he taketh away. He raises him up. Now this one says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. This is different from the first type. He says, if a man abides not in me. Isn't it? Go to verse 2. What does verse 2 say? Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. It's different from every, the one who does not abide. Abiding has to do with you not staying in Christ. Do you understand? The one who is not engrafted in Christ will be burnt. But the one who is in Christ and is not bearing fruit will be raised up to bear fruit. Shabaya. Do you understand? Do you understand? So be happy. Don't be afraid. If you are in him and you are not producing results, what you need is to be raised up. Is to be encouraged, okay, and separated from the world so that you can produce the fruits God wants you to produce. Most Christians are in that particular category. Most Christians are in that particular category, not bearing fruits because they are too intertwined with the, with the world. You can't stop listening to Jay Z's song, even though you are a child of God. You are into Shatawali, enter the net. <laughs> You, see, you, are, you are born again, you are born again, but you are not producing fruits. You are not producing fruits. Meanwhile, we've been called. In, in, in verse 16, he says that, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring fruits, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask in my name, in my, you shall ask of the Father in my name, he shall give you. He says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. So we have all been ordained to bear fruits. So if you are not bearing fruits, then it means that there's a problem. The problem is that you are functioning by the Spirit of the world more than you are functioning by the Holy Spirit. You see, you are functioning too much by the spirit of the world. You love the world too much. The reason why some of us, some people are not producing results, because they love, they love the world. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For, the, for he that has the love of the world does not have the love of the Father dwelling in him. You are born again, but you, you have to be taken away from some songs. You have to be taken away from some friends. There are some friends in your life who are making you worldly. No matter how spiritual you want to be, when you meet this person, within seconds, you become worldly. You know what I'm talking about? From one or two friends. They are the fire quenchers. They'll quench your fire right now. You are burning, you are burning, then they'll just come and come and pour water on it. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Church killers. Charlie. It's serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you need separation. You know, that's one of the things that God takes us through. It's a, it's a place in Christian growth 
where God will require that you are taken away from some people. Some friends must go away. You know what I'm talking about. Some, some songs must go away. My wife had a dream and saw Celine Dion singing Satan's, doing worship in Satan's church. Because she loved Celine Dion, even though she was a child of God. When she's singing, and I, I will always, sorry. <laughs> and that one is with me, Houston. Uh, give me Celine Dion song. <laughs> what a shock. Every night in my dreams, I see you out. I see. It's anointing in the song. I'll, I'll let them change the lyrics so that we can sing it in church and be happy. Yeah, we'll change the lyrics and then we'll sing it so that you can do. I feel you, but you'll be feeling Jesus. I feel you. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Amazing. So, for that to end in a life, God showed her a dream that the, the person you are listening to so much, it's like this is what it is. From that time, that was the end. Sharp. And it helped them grow and have attention for God and His things. I like R. Kelly. Hey. And I liked Wyclef, Wyclef John. I like Wyclef so much, my nickname was Dyclef, D. Wyclef. When this, when this song came, is it Rwanda, Rwanda, some, something? I used to like his songs, far, but I don't even remember. God told me, brother, cut yourself from these things. Oh, just I don't remember Akali songs anymore. I don't remember, but those times, what were some of the songs? I believe I can fly. And it's, it's like, it's Christian. He's also struggling with his, his spiritual life. The church killers are in his life plenty. So sometimes you sing, slow wine for me. Then you come and sing, uh, save something. You saved me. And he's just moving up and down. We are praying for him. Hallelujah. There are all people like us. You know, there are all people like us. And they all have their troubles. Yesterday, was it yesterday or this morning? Yesterday, we were watching about 25 Hollywood people who have died during the year. And plenty of them committed suicide. They have serious problems. They have serious problems. We don't think about them much. We think they are all, they are bad. Nobody is bad because he wants to be bad. There are circumstances that make people bad. Our job is to pray for them, not to criticize them or judge them. Hallelujah. Yeah, so some songs must go. Some movies must go. Yeah, yeah, you like some movies. When they're shaking the buttocks, you don't think it's my... I'm 18 and above, so... You are vexing your righteous soul because of the things that you are seeing and the things that you are hearing. You know what you, what you are seeing, what you are hearing vexes you. <laughs> when the serpent beguiled Eve, God punished the serpent and said that dust, you shall go on dust and you shall eat dust. It says, you the snake, you shall eat dust. Now, how many snakes eat dust, really? Do snakes eat dust? Find out, those of you that, you read that Greek, do snakes eat dust? No. What do they eat? Eggs, animals, flies, and those things. Including human beings, isn't it? (laughs) The bigger ones eat human beings. So, Jesus, God was not talking about 
physical dust. He was talking about the dust of made the human beings are made up of. You know, man was made up of dust. Yeah, he says, dust shall thou eat. So the devil likes nimbling on your flesh. He'll be, he'll be sucking your, 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 your skin like this. He likes your flesh. Have, have you realized what I'm talking about? It's like, you don't like what I'm saying. So the more you allow your ears and your eyes to see some things, you are vexing your righteous soul. The Bible said Lot was a righteous man. But because he was staying in, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, his righteous soul was vexed. So the dust he was talking about is the dust what human beings are made up of. You've been nibbling on people. That's why there are some things you, when you do, you can't stop. <laughs> you see, when you pop the cherry, it's difficult to, what, to put the pop back. When you start having sex in a certain way. Hey! Charlie? You realize that you pray in the spirit. Then the brother comes. <laughs> I realize something is happening in the bed. It's difficult. You see, if 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 what you have not tasted, eh, what you have not tasted, you don't miss. Is it true? What you have not tasted, you don't miss. If you have not tasted uh, a goosey soup or a goosey stew, do you know pepper? Do you know pepper soup? If you have not tasted a goosey, I'm trying to find the wild Nigerian dishes that we can't eat. Hey, so difficult to find something you can eat and be happy with in Nigeria. Hey, it's not a small thing. But if you go to if you go to South Africa, they they have something called pap. Ah, uh-huh. oh, you are you are here. What are some of your food? I will enjoy it. Yo, she she has tasted it so many times. It is nice for her, but it's not nice for me. Their rice, I don't like their rice at all. So I can't. Their jollof cannot be nice. Their jollof cannot be nice. The jollof wars have been won. It's, it's won today. It's veto power. Whatever you say, will not function. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you go to they have something called pap. If you see it, you may not be attracted to it. You may not want to eat it. But when they give you banku, I mean, you can miss banku. Today, someone called me. He has lived in Germany for three years or four years. He, has, he says he doesn't like the place. He has come back to Ghana. All of our church members. He says he has come back to pastor. I said, oh, when are you going? Pastor, I'm not going again. I said, why? He said, I like to be here. I want to be here. Is it because you, you will not be getting the kind of food that you are used to. You start missing kinky. There was this guy who married a white woman in a certain church. When was mine, the pastor was telling, hey, Charlie, are you sure you can bear with what's going on? He said, no, pastor, I'm in love. 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 love." Pastor said, no problem. He married after two months. He called on the phone, crying on the phone. (laughs) Crying. The pastor said, oh, why? What's going on? He said, pastor, I want to eat cake. I want to eat cake. I want to eat cake, pastor. Hey, he was crying about cake. It's a very serious issue. If you what you can't spell, don't try. Just every day they are giving me they are giving me rubbish tweets. I'm eating only green things. Oh. 
I mean, they will do. They will say they have done soup. The soup has sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a restaurant with my wife, and she was taking what was it? Chinese soup. Some soup be that you were taking. There's something inside. My like my wife. If I know any of this, it's because of my wife. I was used to eating banku and soto and those things. Until I met my wife. When I met my wife, she started preparing things like, let's go and eat this one. Let's go and eat. even if it's not nice, beating it. Is it nice? Yes, it's very nice. <laughs> we'll just be eating it. We're happy. Hallelujah. They'll be eating something they say is soup. This cannot be soup. It's like water mixed with with whipped cream, something. It's white. How can soup be white? No, 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 no. Why? Is it heavenly or something? Yeah, is it for angels? Hallelujah. So same thing, same thing. What you have not tasted, you don't miss. Uh-huh. But when you taste it, then you start. It's like you, you'll be there. It's like you. It's not a small thing. And an addiction is not an easy thing. Addiction is a highly spiritual thing, and people need to really be taken care of and prayed for. There was this experiment that was done some years ago on a on a on a mouse. The mouse was made to be addicted to cocaine. They gave the mouse cocaine for a long time. Okay? And then they trapped the mouse somewhere for about one week without food. Then they put fresh sardine here and put cocaine here and released the mouse from its cage. When it came, it didn't go to sardine the sardine at all. It went straight to the cocaine. And was nibbling on the cocaine like that. That's called addiction. So even though they want to stop, they cannot stop. It's a spiritual thing. They, what they are doing hurts them. It's demonic. It's like the demoniac of Gadara. The demoniac of Gadara was hurting himself with stones and crying, yet he could not stop. It's a move of the of the of the of demons. And they really need to be helped. Hallelujah. So he says, and this second Peter chapter 2, rather, from verse 6 to 7. And turning the city of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just lots, vexed with the filthy conversations of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Let's read the Amplified of this particular verse. For that just man living there among them tortured his righteous soul. You are torturing yourself by virtue of some songs and some movies that you are watching. You are torturing your spiritual self. So we are talking about how he's lifting you up, isn't it? Yeah. So there are some things that, things of the world, cut it off so that your righteous soul will be okay, so that you'll be fine as a child of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That doesn't destroy your righteousness, but it vexes, it tortures you. Do you understand? You are not liberated to serve God as you want to. You are always feeling bad. All your prayer is confession. Every time you are confessing your sins, when you pray, when you, the, the time you remember to pray, God, I just lied here. Miraz, when will this end? You see, you are lying because you are found amongst liars, people who lie a lot. Hmm? Iron sharpened iron. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals. I mean, if you are accompanying bad people, you produce bad results. Your boyfriend is not a child of God. He will keep pressing your breasts and pressing your bottoms and doing things with you. (laughs) 
hands. He'll be laying hands on you in the wrong way. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> tell your neighbor, change your friends. <laughs> and tell your neighbor, don't think that the one sitting by you is correct either. <laughs> tell your neighbor, we are, I'm also growing. I'm also growing. <laughs> we are all growing in the Lord. Yeah, so be careful. Tell everybody, be careful of me. (laughs) Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.